It's the end of the year, but don't worry. Your pals at Weird Science have one more bit of fun coming your way. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast Best of 2018 End of Year Award Show, or if you prefer, episode number 208. Yes, episode 208. I had some people ask, like, oh, man, it's not a numbered episode. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You had me ask. We're all about the stats here. (laughs) I said, we were fools to not include the spotlights in numbered episodes, or else we would have been sitting pretty at, like, 500 episodes (laughs) and would have been real impressive. But no, so we're going to do this as that. But hey, welcome, everyone. This is going to be a very nonchalant kind of a a relaxation type uh, podcast. uh, We're going to... It's, it's like oh, normally it, it's almost like the no it's i don't even have an intro is what oh. i'm saying i'm not even going to say anything about where you can find us all that nonsense and jazz most people will already know i will mention though of course because of <laughs> business plan eric that we do have a patreon account if you want to support us for everything we do here the marvel podcast and everywhere else you can support us over at patreon.com slash weird science obviously dc did not have any books this week so we did not have a spotlight Please. we had a, a bunch of other shows up yeah. on the patreon But I do want to remind everyone, I don't want to be called on this later. Uh, One of the big things of the Patreon account is that every annuals week, we have made it that it is on Patreon only. So that week's episode. This January coming up, uh, we have a annuals week, and it's a crazy one. It is not your typical annuals week, basically, because they skip this week of comics for the holiday. It all comes to roost at the end (laughs) of January. So this annuals week, according to the DC site, you know, don't hold me completely on this, but as they spell out the Patreon only annuals week show will include Doomsday Clock Heroes and Crisis Detective Comics, Action Comics, Wonder Woman, and some annuals as well. I believe we also get an issue of Flash. And then also, again, you want to really throw things on here? The Flash annual that deals with the repercussions of Heroes in Crisis Repair. Pretty low, Jim. Pretty low indeed. I just want everybody to know, though, (laughs) ahead of time. Yeah, we didn't plan on this. Usually, the annuals week is something that we could kind of yeah. take a little relaxation. Books and here then, and you there. know, some R and R. We have a couple books to talk about. A lot of times, me and Reggie end up talking about a bunch because they're yeah. nonsense books. Exactly. But this is a this is a non nonsense <laughs> annuals week. So just keep that in mind. And yeah, that Get would on be that a Patreon. reason to <laughs> join in anyway, as long as well as all the other shows. But as we're on the Patreon tip, pretty low. Here comes the badass roll call. It is pretty low. Here we go. And we're going to start off. It's my pleasure to welcome Lady Abby into the fold of badasses. Then continuing on, we have Matches Balone, John Jack, Ron Saunders, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, T-Funk, Josh Ramillion, Algin Stoja, D-Man, Batman Beyond Mark, G-Man, Adjacent in Cultures, David (laughs) Fink, Manship, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Carlos, Ian, Leonard, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC, Pauly P, T, Fred Reed's Comics, Eric G, Seller, Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses, Jones, Hakeem, Double, Aaron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf, Mars Wolfman, Jazz and Ruben. Ruben. Yes. I, I didn't get a chance. We actually had off all this week, and I didn't get a chance to have 
uh, wrong turn to say everybody's well, name. Well, that's the thing. Is I, I was I thinking about it that. as you were talking about you did Jason and Coaches. I'm like, you know what? I really miss wrong turn trying to say that. So yeah. for the beginning of the yeah, year, we do have to get him again. for the first yeah, podcast of the new year. We got to do yeah, it. And again, we also have a game. We have two games that I wow. have with wrong turn that are kind of sitting pretty in, in the backgrounds that yeah. they will come up eventually but we're gonna move too much on wrong now because too this week, soon yeah it's not a good yeah, thing yeah there is we're gonna leave wrong term for the 2019 uh year that would be best right i don't know i don't know either i want to but leave him behind in 2018 loves, myself everybody loves wrong turn unless you have to actually deal with them then, then there's problems but we're gonna go off now we're not gonna have any news this week because really dc shut down the house there was no news so we're gonna go right to some mail and then get on with me and eric and reggie talking about our year end awards yo it's mail call it's mail with eric hallelujah it's mail with eric oh yeah it's mail with eric hallelujah it's mail with eric oh yeah it's mail with eric hallelujah it's mail with eric oh yeah let's hear what you have to say we don't need no shit it's mail with eric boom it's mail with eric Hey, Eric, how you doing? You can hang back. I got this mail this time, Jim. Don't you worry. I got it all. Really? Yeah. Really? Maybe I should have sent you the mail. No, no, I got all the mail. Don't worry. Our first mail from Matt is from Dan the Man. He says, dear Eric, I really love everything you do. That Jim guy, he needs to grow up. You know what I'm saying? And do I mean The weird thing is, the first mail is from Daniel. (laughs) That is weird. (laughs) I don't know that that he goes by Dan the Man. He does now. But it is is from Daniel. And uh, he ends up saying later later on that I don't have to say his last name, but I will because I like it. It's Daniel Von Egedy, it seems. That's so the man it's right a, there. It, it, I probably mispronounce it, but any name, last name that begins Von. with Von, I'm in. You're in. I, yeah. I said at one point I wanted to name my, one of my kids Werner Von Werner. So Von would have been yeah, the middle name, but it would have been very impressive. <laughs> Werner Von Werner. That would have been the best but daniel says i am a recent listener to the podcast the long run times are great for while i work i've enjoyed tom king a lot in general and think sheriff of babylon is his best work and one of the best comics of the decade i never i can see that is batman work i I read the first four issues or six and i liked it i did like it that was way back when you're all in on that point but as far as i thought it was way back when I, i may have been uh laid off at that point and i had a lot of free time uh i concede that his batman work is his weakest work in comics though i still like it overall and and that's where that's a shame i mean he is a tom king fan and and i'll even tell you me and daniel have talked all weekend about tom king and and comics in general after email because i went full gym on him and ended up, you know, yes, sending you back emails and we were talking. We were having a good conversation about just life in general, mainly comics. It wasn't really about <laughs> life. But somebody who really Eat likes life. Batman can even see that, yeah, this Batman is not his best work. And the problem being is that it's pretty much the biggest book in comics. So to yeah, have a writer be a little off on the it's a shame uh but he says i 100 agree with your review of batman number 61 master bruce is a fucking stupid execution of a child <laughs> terror villain and i didn't like his first appearance and I, I don't really besides the 10 out of 10s it got that first appearance 
I've not really talked to anybody who said to me, I was so glad to get back to Master Bruce. Is, oh I my think God, if you Master actually Bruce. talked to those people that gave it 10 out of 10s, I think they weren't happy about it either. They just like giving 10 right. out of 10s. Hey, don't you put words in their mouth, Eric. That's not what you're here for. Don't Listen. put everything in their mouth. <laughs> I know. That's what you're all about. Sandwiches. Uh, I like feeding yes. people. Sandwiches. Uh, speaking of which, uh, not sandwiches, but I went back to the Chinese buffet again today. <laughs> of course you did. My kids uh, have all – this is the problem with – and I, yeah. I pretty much Let's blame the left children. that diet way behind oh, until the new year. But the problem is, though, is that my kids get money for Christmas, and now besides buying Madden points – Four hundred dollars worth of them. Did, they, did they ended up you the wanting back? to go eat all the time. Not yet. That that uh, is supposed to be birthday money. We'll see. we'll see because that's the thing in my house now. It, does, it is coming fe- up. Yeah, February to March. There's that one month period where we have six birthdays. So that's a crazy time where we eat a lot of ice cream cake, <laughs> and I get so sick of it. I had a very different read on the end of Mister Miracle and found it to be an overall positive ending, at least in this reading. I think it is the kind of book that invites different readings depending on your mindset at any given point when you read or reread it. And I agree. And I yeah, think we've that's talked to a lot of people the in the Get Fresh crew that had a different idea of what the ending was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, ours is ooh, right, ooh. but hey, everybody <laughs> can be wrong now and again, right? That, that's the thing. No, that's, that's how I what most I think. Of my life. That's one of the things, though, that people think as a positive that drove me nuts. That's because I could tell from the beginning we were going to get that. You can go back. If you go back and listen to the podcast, as we that. talked about Mr. Miracle, you didn't listen to him the first time. You're barely even here when we're recording. <laughs> you're playing with your this good episode. Transformers. I ain't listening to the yeah, last episode. I ain't listening to none took of us, them. It, looked, it took us two issues of that book to start saying that it's going to end in a Bobby Ewing coming out of the shower and then nothing. And you even got that. And in case you that don't get that reference, it's thing. a big reference in pop culture. Yes, it is. And it was in the issue. Yep. Uh, what, what was that? that? That's the second best thing since you naming the signal. Oh my. Heroes in Crisis is not only, it's also not quite hitting the mark with me. And again, this is my problem is you're now talking about two of the biggest things at DC Batman itself and And the the big event right now, besides for Doomsday. And and a lot lot of people, you know, I can go and talk to 10 comic fans, and probably seven of them will tell me that they enjoy Batman. I, I realize that me and you are in the minority, maybe not in the Get Fresh crew, but overall. Heroes in Crisis, though, I would say that if you tied some people down to this, it would still be 50-50 at the best. Uh, yeah. People are not enjoying it. You and hold we them have down. Our, you get the truth out of them. We have our end-of-year awards here. Feed them you know, sandwiches. Really, I, that's what I do. I tie them down and <laughs> smack them a couple times. Give the them sandwiches. The deaths don't bother me, but the murder mystery does. And it's funny. Daniel's hit on something that until I read that, I realized I'm right with him. The deaths I, – I don't have – Feelings, Eric. I really don't. So seeing Wally West die, yeah, I get mad oh, at no. the idea of it. But it really doesn't affect me. It doesn't or Roy. It doesn't affect me. And but I'm not gonna go as far as what I see some other people where I get mad and say, I, I'm still mad at what Tom King did, but it really doesn't affect me that much personally. But when people just say Oh, well, you know, nobody stays dead. Now you're starting to play the game that a lot of Tom King fans go against with the, oh, it's Batman and all that. That doesn't work. Oh, it's comics. It's only comics. It's our life. It's my chosen medium. Holy moly. 
chose a medium and deep. But sometimes it seems you like just got to put on your white robe, your gold mask, and just take yeah. the hits as they come. I Relax have my pin. I have my pin still somewhere around somewhere. here. And the funny thing is, remember when I got the pin and the big thing was in the letter that the pin came in, it said that you are going to start seeing all these other characters in the DCU with the pin on and, and issues uh, to show that it's always been a thing. I don't see no pins. I don't I know. Am I nothing. supposed to look for these things like Pandora in the first know. That's issues what of we the said at that first part? Uh, maybe we just missed them. Makes sense. I haven't seen anybody see it. I haven't been it looking It seems either. like King. Well, and the pin's ugly. It really is. So I, I think that it, it kind of gets in the way of crime fighting. It seems like King wanted to do character studies and then a murder mystery was stapled onto it. And I don't think that his writing with so many gaps and so many fill in the blanks does not lend itself to any sort of mystery. And that's where I think it's really having some problems. But King's work overall has resonated with me and I don't agree with your overall opinion, but it is healthy to hear other viewpoints. Also, the way you sure tear is. in Noma is pretty funny. Best wishes, Daniel. And he says at the bottom, and Thanks, Daniel, these man. are the things that we always read anyway. Okay to read on podcast, he says. Don't huh. worry about saying my last name, Von Eggity. And I put this part here because I wasn't sure if I'm supposed to mark it for read or not. And pretty much I said, unless you tell us not to read it, yes. pretty much everything's going on. Be- besides, only one who gets a pass is the ramblings of manship. If oh I put God. everything he sent me that. on people, people's heads would spin. I do, I do tell Eric you tell all, me about, all about My head them. spins. Oh, it makes me laugh. He, he has so many problems <laughs> with, with, this, with what books are coming out and stuff like that. What I was trying what? to tell him, too. It shocked him to all get up that on Wednesday there were no DC books. Oh, my. No, it, it shocked really him because the first him. thing he did was throw shade. It upset him. It really upset him. He, he was really, yeah, and then he was throwing shade. <laughs> he started he out by, up. Hey, what, you guys like, can't do reviews the, no more? What you the heck are you guys? No you guys, books. Yeah, you guys lazy? What the heck is going on with you? And, yeah, man, that was what he oh, uh, did. Uh, we Thanks, Dan, the man. Right? Yes, thank you, Dan. And I hope he continues writing. And, me too. And if you don't want me to say your last name from now on, I won't. But I think it's a pretty kick-ass last name and sounds very regal. So that's why I said it. And the next Ickety. one is John Wayne. And as I was talking, I was trying to find the wrong turn uh, pilgrim deal, and I couldn't find it. Good, so we're not going to be able to do that. Disappointment so for the we, last bit of the year. Yeah, we will go. I don't know. There, we, there go. we go. I don't know either. It's probably, I have like seven different files of wrong turn. And because of the way the stupid soundboard is, I can't have them all. Stop having some files. There you go. Oh. That's for you. I, I just have, hey, everybody needs 20 files of wrong turn. Ho, ho, howdy to Jim, Eric, Reggie, and all the Merry Pilgrims of the Get Fresh crew. Cue sound effect of Jim's choosing, Eric. There's no limitations. I'm just happy we didn't get fatty. I don't have anything. I'll look for one. Tell me, Eric, what is your favorite part of this mail so far? My what, favorite what part like so is far? the I don't know by wrong turn. Oh, is it? How yeah. about this? What one? up, Fresh Cup crew? There we go. Boom. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all. And uh, I'll tell you, too. I it, think he's some kind of spider off. monster with a cicada sound in the background. They're like, when, what up, you Fresh get to- Cup crew? Yeah, it scares me. Yeah. It's like a horror movie. It doesn't. I- I'll tell you, with not having us recording a lot together for a couple days. And in fact, it wasn't even that. We had a couple days probably this week that we went the longest time of not talking to each other in three years. And when we we ended up doing the new 52 review and something else. The back issues before before that. that. Oh, yeah. The back issues. We were off. 
our our timing was off. It was weird. But yeah, it's just, it felt weird. There was one point where I looked and I had not talked to you for three days. I'm like, best three days ever. Well, that's why Holy I didn't want to send moly. any messages. I'm like, should I send Damn him a Merry right, Christmas or something? Like, no, no, he doesn't need me yeah, we, we didn't say Merry Christmas, no. did we? Merry Christmas. Eric. Merry I, Christmas. I hope you had a great Christmas. My, okay. uh, my family got me antimicrobial socks mm. because they say that my feet stink. So yeah, that's what I right. got. They, they got you right. something you needed. Still, they don't have to do that. Who wants that? You know, then they took me to the buffet. I, I, I kind of like it. Which socks. ended up making me almost vomit twice. Also, I got, I will tell you, and this is not an ad. We're done with the uh, great yeah. shoes. Tanya got me some great shoes. So I have nice. those as well. So they figured if they were going to get me new shoes, that's why they got the socks. But the shoes came after the socks. I'm like, really? You got me socks? Isn't this a cliche of some sort? But yeah, I haven't yeah, opened those. It's either. a cliche when you're six, not when you're pushing 50. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's I don't a good want gift. socks. That's a good gift yeah, when you're yeah, your age. Yeah. Uh, how about I get you a hockey stick? This you, you don't play hockey. I also don't wear socks. Maybe that's a yes, problem. Though. But me, yeah. but me not playing hockey ain't gonna stink <laughs> out the room. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, thank you, thank you. There, <laughs> where's where's Fatty? Oh no! Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you, my good friends. I haven't written in the podcast Wayne? in months, and for that, I apologize. As I'm sure you've both missed the Howdy Kilgrim. <laughs> I have to find it it's somewhere. <laughs> Wrong turn soundbite. That said, I talk to you guys all the time on the Slack, which is even better. And that's why I said a lot of the people who would normally write in, we talk to yep. every day. So I'll also take this moment to thank you both for everything you do for us, members of the Patreon and encourage anyone that's listening and is not a member to go join right now. Yeah. We've got a great crew. Some might call it a fresh crew. What up, fresh cup crew? Talking Coop-coop. comics all day, every day, and the more the merrier. And I felt bad because uh, with the holidays, it has died down of little at this moment. Yeah. A lot of people are doing stuff with their family. So we had a couple people join in. And then I was thinking, <laughs> it always upsets me when new people join in and nothing's going on. That's when you see me pop in. Hey, uh, how about the weather here? <laughs> oh, Jim's at it again. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I wanted to write in for the award show this week. And let's just say my votes aren't far from what you'd expect. Best writer no. for me has to be Jeff Johns. I'm loving everything about Doomsday Clock minus the release schedule and Shazam number Seriously. one was arguably the best book to hit shelves all year. Oh, it embodied everything that Rebirth was supposed to be. Runner the up is Kelly Scott back. Snyder, as I'm generally enjoying his Justice League run. And my man Pete Tomasi gets an honorable mention. Love that he gave what he gave us on Superman earlier this year before unceremoniously getting the boot. And that first issue of his detective run was effing awesome. I'm not cursing here, Eric. It's, oh. it's holiday time. I'm, I, I don't need to sound tough. Best artist, genuinely Quiet tougher for me. Tough guy. But because it's tougher, I'll go with a safe pick, Jorge Jimenez. Just all around one of my favorite artists. His work on Just League has been amazing, and you can't go wrong with him ever. Dale Eaglesham is a good runner up, but he's only done the one issue of Shazam so far. Best can't series, again, what you'd expect. Doomsday Clock. That is a limited series, but sure uh, the uh, the user that's picks going on for fresh. years. Boop, beep, boop is boop. just ending up being uh, just book of the year. I didn't separate it. Uh, I've generally been pretty down on DC's line since Tomasi Gleason and Jurgens got the boot oh, from that's my Tomasi Gleason. Uh, Tomasi Gleason, <laughs> but Justice League is up there. Ditto for Shazam and Detective. Though I enjoyed the start of Aquaman's new creative team, and like Jim, I still have high hopes for G. Willow Wilson on Wonder Woman. But nothing has consistently got me excited. I got high hopes Doomsday, for everybody. I'm and considering it only comes out every other month, that's saying something. And yeah, this was a tough uh, awards show. Oh to my! Pick. 
bits and pieces. Mentioned this on Slack last week, but I got a friend in the comics recently and started him with Rebirth number one. He fell in love with the Flashes and particularly Wally, which is not great now. Oh, no. Last weekend, I was with him watching football and he read the first three issues of Heroes in Crisis. Needless to say, I think Tom Did he King put the Dan books down say, what the fuck? May have ruined comics for him. <laughs> He's like, this Just looks up the fuck. He looked up and he's like, you know what? Suddenly, this 49ers game seems like something to watch. (laughs) That's what he was watching, I'm sure. Last week, I also asked the GFC for their Dream Team books, and Eric never listed his. It's true, I did. For a refresher, I say, GLY on Flash, plus Wonder Woman getting a daughter. Yeah, I guess that's what he's saying. Yes, Yes, Gene Wanyang. I'm like, Glee. Glee on Flash plus Wonder Woman getting a daughter and us getting two new books from that, say Tom Taylor and Carmen Carneros on the Wonder Fam book. And Jim wanted Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo on Action Comics. I, I always go save. Now, Eric, what Tom, is your dream I want team? Tom Taylor and Dexter Soy on Justice League. How dare you? A lot of people like that Justice League. I'm sure they do. Uh, again, though, a lot of people like action, though. I just want Tom Taylor. I also, Me too. Uh, one of my safe bets, too, is when anything is brought up like this at DC, I just mentioned Donnie Cates on any book, and people will be impressed. Oh, imagine yeah, if we got yeah. Tom Taylor and Jason Fabach on a Justice League oh book. Oh, my. How about mm-hmm. Tom Taylor and Jason Fabach on a JSA book? Would you go for that? I would That'd go for that. Too. That'd be great. Thanks, guys. Love Give you both that for now. everything Put you do. Like Talk a sandwich. You this week. <laughs> Best John Wayne. Thank you, John. And the next mail is from Dancing Mike. Ooh. He says, hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric. And hello, mother. What's up, Mike? So I'm listening to episode 204, and I've noticed that Spoon James is not only the master of a gorilla beatbox, but also a freestyle virtuoso. So I've come to you for some assistance with a little rhyming I've got going on. I just need a it's word a to pull this little part together. So it's keep it weird. And thanks in advance for your help. And here it goes, Eric. Let me set something up. <laughs> that hoodie is starting to look a little ratty, and it's getting stretched out because oh, Eric no. is a. It's, I know it's a trap. There we go. It. Boom! Don't do it. There you go. Because Eric is a. There's no limitations. Uh, Perfect. That doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work because Eric is a. I don't know. I wish I. Does this rhyme? Uh, I wish we had that game this week. The next email. Thank you, Dancing Mike. Yes. A little gorilla yes. beat. Thank you, on. Mike. Thank you. Like, you know, I had a few days left to the end of the year. My self-esteem wasn't low no, enough. You, when, I, when the beatbox goes, you can talk. You best talk and rhyme. Am I etrigan all of a sudden? <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I, I thought you were going to participate <laughs> gonna in that. No, hey, Mike, you were saying that I was here to stay, and I am Eric. He's going to go and, and I'm Eric Shea. <laughs> what was that thing I there did the go. other day that we were talking about? You even had it in the titles. Something I said stunk, but not even in the right <laughs> term. <laughs> it was so stupid that I thought you were saying skunk, and you said it. You didn't even say it stunk. No. It was in a weird way. Exactly. Uh, you know like I'm not going to be you, doing any freestyle. You're not faking the I'm faking the funk you're faking the stunk or something the stunk. <laughs> who knew that gorilla beatbox would make a return off uh yes it is it is pretty soon there's gonna be a gorilla beatbox in west coast east next coast thing you know feud. it's gonna be the planet of the apes i can't oh, deal with my. this next thing it's gonna be gorilla beatbox versus elephant beatbox eric which would go like this oh i couldn't do it oh my god i really God, hope I you use your arm everywhere. as a trunk there no did you i use did your not. arm oh. 
Was that better? Yeah, I'm still <laughs> sure you spit everywhere uh, though. Uh, yes, I did. It's uh, hey, get you, if you're gonna talk trash, your mouth should be shut. I'm the elephant. Give me a peanut. <laughs> it's very hard to go into that elephant. <laughs> My neck hurts now. I don't think elephant beatbox is going to take off. No, I don't think it's going to take off like gorilla beatbox. Do I have anything else? I don't think I have any other animal sounds. Maybe we should have been singing Welcome to the Jungle before we started tonight, huh? Uh, Maybe. I did (laughs) sing that a little to you. How about this? I have a new uh, elephant beatbox. Well, my name is Jim and I'm an elephant. And if you don't like that. Edit that out. There you go, Eric. Michael is next. (laughs) This is right. Ah, yes. Michael is next, Eric. And Michael Michael? was a lurker. He is a member, a a long-term member of the Get Fresh Crow. Beep, boop, boop. But he's been listening for a while and a Patreon supporter, but is kept in the the darkness. The thing is, I just realized you said a lurker. I'm like, and next up we have Michael, and Michael's a LARPer. I'm like, when was this relevant? No, I don't know why that Magic missile. Yeah, he's Michael the Magic Missile. He, he has right. been part the of the I got you. Get Fresh crew for a while, but he's one of the guys who's hanging loose. He was hanging loose. and Watching he all has the nonsense it, unfold, but he, staying away he, from it. He has made his presence known now, and I'm sure he wants to go back into the shadows. But he says, <laughs> hey there, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. What up, Fresh go, go. crew? I've been listening to this show since late 2016, when I first oh. dipped my toe into the world of comics. What started as a minor interest quickly grew into a passion when I went from following only four books, which at that point were Nightwing, Teen Titans, Suicide Squad, and Detective. It's a pretty solid four books. To buying nearly 10 books weekly when Marvel started their fresh start. Fresh start. Listening to you guys (laughs) ramble on for hours about DC has never failed in enhancing my reading experience. Where's DC when we need them? Are they listening? Is this on? Especially when I was suffering through Steve Orlando's unbelievably awful JLA. Again, is this on? Is Actually, DC I wanted to talk to you about this. It struck me out of Nora like three o'clock in the morning last night or the night before. But three o'clock. Ever- <laughs> I was outside having a cigarette because I, you know, yeah. we're not working, so I have a lot of time at night where I don't want to go to sleep. And I'm outside yeah, just staring at the true. stars, thinking about the most important oh, things in life. Stars, and I thought to yeah. myself, did we ever find out what that bullet was that hit the microverse that no, shattered I don't it think like glass? So. I think that was part of something from the Silver Age, though. It was like a, a callback, but it was just nonsense. I just didn't remember Listening what it you guys, was. I, I can't remember either. Listening to you guys try to understand Orlando's nonsense was worth the cover price of that dumpster fire. I nearly choke from laughter listening to you guys describing that page where an alien couple present a bag of water that <laughs> yeah, used what? to be their son to Batman in the microverse. The thing is, I, I th- forgot that's all about why that. I was that out was... there thinking about it because I was remember yeah. you telling me about this man. Yep. I'm thinking about that and laughing outside. Because of when I saw that, I had to tell you because <laughs> that is one of those things I forgot all about. One of the funnest parts of the podcast oh that I've ever had talking about that. And obviously, and that realizing, bag of water's her son. Yeah, realizing <laughs> that we had already look talked look face. hours. We spent a whole day laughing, <laughs> tears because of that. It's we could have filled a bag full of sun. Yeah, we, I, I think I cried out a son. Anyways, this is my first time emailing you, and I hope it won't be the last. I hope Me it too. isn't as well. I've been a proud patron since May of 2018, but have remained awesome. a lurker up until now. Not a LARPer. Magic good, missile. Good. To close, here's a list of my top 10 books since Rebirth started. Number right. 10, Supergirl being super. Eric Shea did not read that. I did not. I did, I did not like the first issue. 
and then really, really like the rest. I, I was a little down on that first issue, and I can't. Tanya is one of those read that books. first issue and was like, I want to get in the yeah. comics, Jimmy. What do you yeah, got yeah, for me? We can hear like this. It. I don't yeah, like this. I'm like done. Your, a lot of people did bullshit. like that first issue. I did not, and ended up not reading the entire series until well after it was done. Yeah. I stopped reviewing it and all. Uh, number nine, Batgirl and Birds of Prey. Number eight, Super Sons. Number seven, Deathstroke. Number six, The Flash. Number five, Nightwing, New Order. Number four, Aquaman. Number three, Batman, White Knight. Number two, Detective Comics. And number one. With a bullet. With a bullet. And I mean a bullet right to the Penguin's face, Eric oh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. I can see that. Thanks again for the quality entertainment. But and that is Mike I- G., from Montreal, Eric. From Montreal, as they call now, it. Now, does up Penguin there. have some of that, you know, nth metal in his blood that gave him he rejuvenation may. powers? I don't know. He has some lead in it now. Oh! <laughs> hey, what do you see there, Penguin? I don't know. I don't have many, I don't have many shot in the face jokes that are going to You know what this real. means? An eye for an eye. Wow! Oh, wow! Oh, that. See, I, I wish I had the regular soundboard. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's what I need. No, it's CSI <laughs> Gotham. Looks like we're going to be calling CSI. God damn it. Does that make sense? Right? God damn it. We, we were having fun. <laughs> what you going doing that for? J-Man is next. I, I'm telling you, my go-to now, anytime I run into a brick wall, which I do a lot, <laughs> we're going to have Gorilla oh Beatbox. Oh Thanks God. for Mike reminding me because I completely forgot about Gorilla Beatbox. That, that's some of the things where a lot of people will message me and like, man, you guys haven't done this or that in a while. It's because I forget everything. Uh, the last email of the night is from J-Man. And J-Man's playing a little catch up uh-huh. and mustard because we end up Delicious. always recording. Uh, the mail, and then when we're done, I end up finding out that he has mailed us another mail during the mail section. So this one is actually from last week, and I'm sure there'll be another, and I'm glad that he's emailing, though. Hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? Hopefully the holidays are treating you kindly. Every time my family and I go to the grocery store, any department store in the last couple of days, we run into people out for no good reason behaving badly. Take today, for example, while going to local Whole Foods, I saw two car accidents on the side of the road, both of which had people clearly yelling at each other. Even though the grocery store was not packed like the day before Christmas, we ran into several rude people with no concept of personal safety. Those are called people. Yes, I can understand running into me with your cart because I'm like a big hulking dummy, 6'2", 220, of pure dad bod muscle. But when your <laughs> lack of awareness causes you to run your cart into my three-year-old, 50-pound son who looks like he is five, you really have got some issues. We have the opposite who thing. I have my son, Logan, who looks like he's three. Where yeah. uh, has all of the Christmas spirit gone? Since I am once again a week behind in my comic book Where reading, let's talk about my D-Says Christmas wish list. These are not necessarily tangible gifts that I want to receive from Santa Claus in three days. Obviously, this was from before. Like mm-hmm. I said, it is more of a list of genie-like wishes that I hope Santa will make come true by Tuesday. So in what he does? no order of best to worst, here is my Christmas 2018 wish list. Number one, cancel Heroes in Crisis right now. All Tom King has accomplished with the series so, so far is to kill off too many beloved characters along with D-listers. Then nobody gives a fuck about and confuse me as to what Imagine is going on when it is Crisis going on. Was just like creatures of the night and just stop coming out. Just stopped. Yeah. Who was perpetrating the masked hero killing and why Batman is not on top of these senseless murders? It is bad enough you let this guy stammer on for 100 issues in your regular solo book. Now you give the loyal readers, especially the Booster Gold fans, who are looking for a quality story featuring the greatest hero nobody's ever heard of after Oof. Chef John's post-52 uh, BG run, this time waster of a series. 
just number two, get rid of Sam Humphreys in general. <laughs> now that he's popping on uh, Nightwing as a lackluster writer, uh, Harley Quinn as an incapable of telling good storyteller and weekly as a guest star in DC Universe's Daily News, which I don't even know about. Don't forget as a his DC terrible fan, Green Lantern critical run. thoughts. Yeah, on the new DC stuff coming out. I can't get him out of my weekly DC experience. Now I have to get a hold of, of the app. I got to get on and see this nonsense. I think he is cutting down on the pot smoking because the more lucid he has gotten on DC Daily News, the worse he has become as a writer. What is your least favorite Sam Humphreys run there? Right now, I'd have to say it is actually no. Nightwing was my least favorite Sam Humphreys run, but thing is, I'm that more of a mine. current. I'm more of a current kind of guy because I really, really, really don't like his Harley. Even though I started out Neither thinking, okay, I. this could be fun because he's doing something yeah. different with the character. Yeah, something it's different. Just the, the thing is, he knows nothing about the character and doesn't seem to care what came before. So I'm like, that might be it, just because of the lackluster idea. Like not even lackluster. This the idea that he does not care enough to know anything about what he's doing. It bothers no. me. He just seems to. But the judge was pretty terrible at Nightwing. Oh my God, I don't ever want to go back to reading that. So bad. That was so bad. Three, cancel this run of Wonder Woman right now and hire Renee Delise to create the next big run of Wonder Woman. And that's the problem is Renee Delise has burned all the bridges. Her and her husband, Ray Dillon, (laughs) ain't ever coming back. They burned those bridges. (laughs) At this point, we don't need good DC Universe continuity. We need good stars for DC's most popular characters. What'd you say to me? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to you. Number four, cancel Tom King's run on Batman now and hire Sean Murphy to create the next chapter in his White Knight series. He will be doing that. Uh, they're not going to get rid of Tom King. I'm just saying, Again, though, push you're going to fire Tom King. Good- like, all of a sudden, Batman stops coming out, so White Knight Part 2 yeah. can come out. That'd be weird. Yeah. Again, push continuity aside for good storytelling. What'd well, you say to I, me? I have Tom King doesn't really care too much about continuity either. Number five. That's never been a problem for him to get rid of continuity. Number five, no, no. Continuity within his one issue. Yeah. He, he can't keep his own continuity. Number five. Give Tom Taylor a blank check to write a three to five issue story arc on each major ongoing series every month. He <laughs> is great on Injustice, which just ended. He just wrote the best issue of Batman for the Rebirth run on Batman. So he says that is all now. It's all right. Keep up the good work. I won. I loved it. But I I, I, I love Tom Taylor. I just keep saying it's all right to get book. you mad. Anytime he does a book, though, you are a very sure that you're going to get good characterizations that's to me is his forte including when you had you know the injustice book out of nowhere became one of the best harleys that i've ever read it's true just out of nowhere green arrow and black arrow when they were in the quiver it it was (laughs) one of the best stories you know sections in any book i've ever read and it's kind of goofy but yeah that's all for now keep up the good work and i'll see you in seven hopefully i get this in before the start of your podcast (laughs) maybe maybe not he did not and uh jay man thank you jay man but that is it that is it for the mail and i know brandon didn't send in a mail and i sent him a note and i said are you you sending in a mail and he actually said he didn't think we were taking mail this week. And I, I can understand. Yeah, that, that makes so sense. I was like, yeah, you, you hang loose up there in Buffalo. He said I something about him like, I'm running around cleaning up and arranging things or something. So I said, you know, don't worry about the mail. We have a bunch of mails. Running around and, cleaning uh, up we'll arranging things. What's he yeah, arranging? I don't know. Maybe the stuff up he's cleaning up. What's no, he doing? he's probably doing the cleaning up like Ethan does. That just means moving shit from one section to the next. Never cleaning Oh, Jessica's cleaning. I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's Ethan. So that's actually everybody in this house is cleaning probably including mine they would say eric but that's that's that but that's the end of the mail we're gonna go off now to 
what is going to be the rest of the podcast with Ooh, Reggie, wait. me and you talking about our books and everything else of the year. Hey, everybody. I want you to do something for me before we go forward. I want you to sit there and think about the underwear that you're wearing right now. And I want you to do that because I'm going to tell you about Mac Weldon and specifically MacWeldon.com. Now, the people at Mac Weldon started their company because basically they found that simple, basic things such as underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, and more were just frustratingly hard to find, shop for, and get a quality product. So, hey, they went with the whole adage, if you can't find something right, do it yourself. And that's what they did. And they are so confident that Mack Weldon is better than anything that you're wearing right now, that if you order a pair of underwear and you don't like it, if you don't think that it is the most comfortable pair of underwear that you've ever worn, they will actually refund that first pair. They'll let you keep it and they'll refund it no questions asked on that first order. Now, speaking of that first order, if you go over to MacWeldon.com and enter the code WS, capital WS, you will get 20% off of your first order. So in getting ready to do this ad, I actually was able to go over to MacWeldon.com and pick out a bunch of things to wear so that I can tell you about them. And I will tell you about them. I actually got a bunch of crew neck, the 18-hour jersey uh, crew neck t-shirts. I ended up uh, getting a bunch of the 8-inch boxer briefs, which are my preferable deal and are actually really good to work out with, and also got a pair of shorts, which actually go very well with those. But what I really, really think is the coolest thing that I got was actually a polo shirt that is a silver knit shirt, and it actually has this XT2 fabric, a silver XT2 fabric that is naturally anti-odor. And I'll tell you, I'm pushing it to the limit here, and it, it comes out when flying colors here because it is the space age thing that ends up being a stitching that does not get odor it, it does not get smelly uh, but yeah it's really good I got a bunch of things I even got some socks and a hoodie now if you're wondering why Eric isn't on this little commercial it's because I got him a bunch of things as well and I didn't give them to him because I like it too much I ended up getting them I didn't give him any of them and actually gave a couple of the underwear to my son Zach for Christmas presents so there I ended up uh, looking like a king and smelling like one too with this uh, polo shirt and I'm sure that you'll find that the experience on their website is very easy very intuitive and again at the end you will find out that Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. All right, and we're here with Reggie. Hello. And it's time for the year end awards. Oh my. Look look at all the oh pomp and, and pageantry that we have going on here for oh our year end awards. And it's funny too, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of these end of year things. And I really think that these other podcasters get so fired up for these end-of-year awards. I don't. <laughs> I no, not at all. It's like, oh, man, now, thank God that we can thank DC this year because this is a week with no books. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect week to shove this in because usually we had to do this in the middle of the week. DC is the comic book retailers, but okay. Yeah, yeah I'm saying just uh, yeah, as me being <laughs> selfish, we usually uh, would have to do this end of year award show on, on a Wednesday in between two podcasts yep, and we yep, don't have to cool. do that this year and so we are doing it here as a regular show 
And then we're just going to get right to it. And I don't know about you guys. I struggled with the idea of almost every award that I'm going to give out tonight. I pretty much struggle. Just like you struggle with life and, every and day. And you struggle with your getting on your jeans. But, but oh. with that, though, oh. <laughs> with that – it's the it's the not positive struggle. There's been years where we've had these end of years where I sit there and think, you I know what? <laughs> I'm struggling to find the book that I, I like the most. Oh, my. There's five that I'm picking between. Oh, hey, Creatures of the Night, come over here, buddy. <laughs> you know, Even way back when I picked uh, one of the years I picked Grayson as my book of the year. One of the years I picked Injustice. And there were other things there that well, I, I, mean, I, I mean, struggled this bigger, year. Like that year that you picked Grayson. Grayson, which I think started in like August or September, yeah, it was yeah. awesome up to that. And I remember yeah. they had just had that issue with with Dick Grayson taking a kid. You know, that was like the real water. Yeah, yeah, the baby William and stuff like one. that. Yeah, I really. So, I mean, what what you say stands at that time that you it made does. That, but it, what it, I'm it, saying is as well, it, though. I struggled this year trying to find one issue or whatever this was. Consistent series. Yeah, just one (laughs) series. I mean, this is the problem. And I think people are going to be shaking their heads at my ongoing series of the year. I know I am. Yeah, because I just couldn't. I, I went into this with the idea of I can't really pick things that I don't like a big part of them. So, yeah, you have 24 issues, and if I didn't like six of those issues, it really threw me off. And that's that. we'll get to that as we go, but we're just going to get right into it, and we're going to go with Best Writer, and we'll start with Eric. What is your Best Writer of the Year? My Best Writer is an ongoing thing. I think I've picked Best Writer for this this person for every year that we've done this, I believe, but my best writer is Jeff Johns for what he's been giving us with Doomsday Clock, even though at first I was a little wary of what we are getting, just a whole idea of the Watchmen sequel and stuff like that, and not getting a lot of the DC and what it means going forward. But Jeff Johns and for Doomsday Clock and this set, one issue with Shazam, we got him like, you know what, Jeff? You deserve this each and every year. You need to give me more, yeah, sir. Yeah, he's, he's uh, definitely a uh, continuing theme. For you uh, as the writer of the year. He is. Uh, But I'm going to go next, and I have the same pick. That's why I'm going next. I'm picking Mm. Jeff Johns. Uh, Again, I hate – and me and Eric actually struggled with this a little just talking to ourselves about, say, the Doomsday Clock. Number one, we forgot that it was a limited series because it just continues on and on. I don't even know if I like to call it a limited series because it's going to go on for two goddamn years. It's going on longer than a lot of ongoings have gone on. Now, the other thing is because of that – I tended to kind of almost shy away from the whole deal of it because of the fact that I'm mad that it was delayed all this time. And I'm <laughs> mad that it's changed because of those delays. It seems to have changed the it's MO of what the book anymore, was supposed yeah. to be and things like that. But in the end, I did have to pick Jeff Johns and because of Doomsday Clock, but also because of that issue of Shazam. Now, again, Mwah. a delayed book. But we got that one issue, and uh, people may forget as well. I liked his ish, his story pretty much in the Superman or Action Comics one thousand as well. Uh, so oh, he had that, that as one. well. Right. It was okay, but it still adds to you know like me it. liking him yeah. as a writer. But again. I would struggle if if we ended up doing this as a top five for each, I'd be struggling at number two. I I would be struggling because my other pick would have been Brian Michael Bendis. And it's because mainly 
the ton of work that he did. But it's funny, the only thing that almost set it apart, that I almost gave it to Brian Michael Bendis, is the giant issues at Walmart, his Batman story, which I have really enjoyed, though nobody's talking about it. Nobody probably even knows what I'm talking about anymore. It's really good. So that almost pushed me over. uh, It almost pushed me over to, to picking him. But again, like I said, I couldn't pick things that I had some negative feelings and that Jinx World stuff and me and Reggie, me and you talked about that, that the, you know, Murder Inc. versus the United States. Yeah. We have read that. The other stuff that I read, Cover- I, I enjoy that. OK, the other Scarlet- stuff I hate. So that kind there's, of threw me off. There's some real cornball stuff in there. There's no yeah, question. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I, I'd be, you know, I'm not going to pretend. I've liked all of Superman or Action Comics, no. especially Action and Man Comics. of Steel. I thought and was down oh, too. God, so that, a lot yeah. of problems. With yeah, that. I that's mean, why. overall, I do think he is a good writer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think do he's, too. I think he's, and, and he now knows the nuts the, and bolts. He knows his way the around the issue. After the dust of you know, the, the other guys getting booted off their series, you know, Jergens yeah. and them, and, and uh, in, in the in the light of day, it's it's Tomas he's not Gleason's. Exactly. He's not writing a horrible run, but it's no. to me it's and I'll I'll just say now I picked Jeff Johns also, and I, I had the same misgivings because I don't want to encourage. That's the problem. I know, I know he's I know he's going to listen to this. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't want yeah. to encourage us. a book that has all these delays. You know what I mean? Well, and like he's always, oh, but I also can't deny that Doomsday Clock for a book that I want to be mad at. And like, you know, yeah. when they talked about folding the Watchmen universe in, I was very skeptical. So was it's I. really kept it me is. super engaged. And, and that's really the funny cool. thing is if you have been listening to our podcast, you know, I would assume that you have, uh, not you, Reggie, I'm talking about <laughs> listening. Yeah. No, that, uh, at the beginning, I was I was not fully in to the Doomsday Clock. Now, now I'm 100 percent in. I am I am fully in, and that to me really cemented the idea of you know what he's won me over. And yeah, that's winning me over beyond the fact that I really don't want the Watchmen in this universe, and I also am furious about the delays. Uh, but yet, I still love it, and I love him, and it, it, he's one of the few writers. That, you know, we're, we're in the Slack chat even and people are talking and, you know, D- Dancing Michael throws shade at me about, oh, your boy Scott Snyder, da, da, da. I, I don't mind. When people actually put down Jeff Johns, I actually do get upset because he's Would one of my favorite. Yeah, and he, it's just. Have you read Blackest Night, yeah, son? Have you, son? <laughs> <laughs> but son, I do want to say that. also we did have a wards uh, deal where uh, polls, they could vote the Get Fresh Crew, beep, boop on boop, Patreon. Boop. On, and they picked Jeff Johns as well. So it yeah, is nice. uh, clear across the board. So at least we don't have to feel bad. But we're going to move on to the next category. And I have to pull up my notes, which I believe would be yeah, Best Artist of the yes. Year. Yes, on, I, think, yes right? I do. Uh, I, I do. I need thumb. something. <laughs> I mentioned in the in the uh, news podcast this week that I do think that I'm um, due for a new prescription on what they claim these our daily wear contacts. Uh, they are yearly wear yeah, for me. And, exactly. And I'm also oh. convinced that I have at least seven contacts behind each eye. So I, I think go. they're going to look at you. They're going to say, Mr. Werner, you don't need uh, uh, contacts because you have such hardened cataracts. Yeah. That's we couldn't a, put a cataract. Cataract. I have a Rinkin. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually, uh, they, they said the last time, and it was way beyond the, you know, or way before the timing that I thought it should be where they said, Mr. Werner. 
That's when I know shit's gone wrong when they say yeah, Mr. Werner. Or James. That's when I know shit's really gone wrong. Mr. Werner, I think you're going to need some bifocals. What am I? Ben Franklin? Listen here. I, I'm like, I, now, now I realize I need them, especially because I, I read a lot on a tablet. You should see oh, the God. angles I'm putting that tablet on so oh, I can read sometimes. I, I, I'm, I'm now the guy that has to flip his glasses up on his forehead yeah, to, yeah, to read. That's, that's going to be me, too. I got to get reading glasses is what I need to get. So yeah. and then I but I won't wear those in heaven either because that's my sexiest. <laughs> so in just, public. just like now why would I, reading glasses in public. Come on now. Next you got to read stuff out in the back, That's man. right. That's right. Best <laughs> artist. And we'll start with you, Reggie. Who is your best artist of the year? All right. Well, I I, I have one main pick, but I really got to mention my runner-up because he really blew me away. I also, knew who you are going to say your runner-up. I know it. How, how could you – it's amazing. Is, uh, is it going to be a D, uh, initials D-E? No, actually, that's my oh. best artist. Oh, my best okay. artist is Dale Eagleson. Okay, I know that you're. I love that. Him. I love that guy. I see him on every things. I need him to be on more books. I need him to be on Superman. That's I don't want to understand why he's. Yeah, yeah. Why is he on? Yeah, I mean, the Shazam looked incredible. Maybe it's more of his deal. Maybe he doesn't want to be on too many, like a uh, Jason Fabuck. I'm not sure, but I agree. I have, I have a feeling he is a slow artist, but I say built. You know. Stack him up on a three issue arc. I would love to see him do a Superman, Batman, any of those. You oh, know. you mean you mean drawing wise? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> stack him up. Uh, yeah, just stack him up. But uh, but, but but my runner up is a, a fellow that was on Aquaman a few times and maybe yep. on other things. Ricardo Federici. Federici. Yeah. He yeah. Did covers too. Yeah. This guy is, uh, and he's been doing Ricardo more work. This year went on. Yeah, and yeah. it's funny because if you remember, Ricardo was the guy I was not that down with. At first. Oh, I remember. And I fought with you guys, and then pencil I came heavy. around. I came around. I said that he was very pencil happy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I uh, I came around though, and it's funny. A lot of people, when I put this poll up on the uh, the Patreon, a lot of people were talking about you know, and it's tough. I only had twenty slots. I was trying to figure out, and I wanted to have a wide selection of of right. all these books, and there were a lot of books that you had some there guys on. Guys you gotta have on yeah, there. Yeah, and there was. Well, right. I ended up putting Ricardo Federici because Aquaman. And the thing is, people hey, are yo, still people Pat are Sajak. still stuck on Stepan Sedgwick, who, as far as I could tell, was not on Aquaman at all in 2018. If not in this maybe, year, no, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Year, yeah. And so they were yelling. But it's funny because Ricardo Federici, by the time even I came around. He really has a unique style. It really, to me, it fit yeah. the whole, you know, Game of Thrones underwater it had a deal. Look to it, it did. Jim. It had a Game of Thrones underwater <laughs> look to it. It did. It really does, though. It no, did. I, I agree, and I really, I like that the cross hatching and the, the quote unquote pencil heavy style. I'd like yeah. to see him do work outside of the the underwater. Yeah, it would be good. But, but the things. weird thing about that is, is that he still couldn't escape. The, the shadow of Stepan Cedric oh, no. on that book, which is it's odd to me. Uh, well, but yeah, because uh, it's, it's funny because if you remember, Stepan Cedric started out very strong, but he kind of yeah. got a little messy yeah, at the yeah. end. Uh, you, can, you can't mess with that guy's style. He's pretty incredible. So. Yeah, well, but in, in the whole 2018, for the most part, he was only on those two issues of Just League Odyssey. So, yeah. like I said, this was one of the things I had a problem with trying to come up with who I'd put on the list for people to vote for, like a, the Flash book. 
you had Scott Collins, you had Howard Porter. They were going back and forth. I ended up putting Scott Collins on I the list like because Eric doesn't like Howard Porter. Yes. Now he doesn't <laughs> like Scott Collins. But Scott Collins has that you know background of uh, doing the flesh and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm actually shocked that uh, you didn't mention Rafa Sandoval, Reggie, who was one of oh, your I, other I, I favorites. I did yeah. think about it. You want to know something else? Is he didn't really do a ton. He did, no, he, he did no. quite yeah. a bit, but but he wasn't the the only artist on Aquaman either. But yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted to. Ricardo is somebody on, 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 on Hal Jordan. Court. Yeah, on Hal Jordan. He that, was on, but he wasn't the only guy. Uh, Maury. Yeah, yeah. And there are a Ellen bunch of guys. Yes. Is pretty sick. <laughs> but yes, uh, Eric, what's your pick? My pick was very hard for me because I really wanted to give my pick for Artist of the Year to Gary Frank. That's why I brought it up earlier. Yeah. It's the most amazing artwork when you look at it. I'm telling you, I love Jeff Johns and Doomsday Clock. Gary Frank's artwork, is, it complements the story completely, oh. everybody. But the thing is, I could not give it to Gary Frank because he took all of the blame for how the delays are working with Doomsday Clock. So in my mind, it looks amazing. You have to wait two months in between each one of the issue. So I'm like, I can't give it to you, Gary. I have to give it to my old reliable, I believe my pick for last year, Dexter Soy for his work on no. Red Hood and the Outlaws nice. because – it never lets me down. And like I always look forward to, uh, you know, Gary Frank on Doomsday Clock, when we don't have an issue of Red Hood and the Atwalls that has, you know, Dexter Soyle, now we, we have Pete now. Woods. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Pete Woods not is the main artist on that. I am not a big Pete. It's okay. It's no Dexter Soy. So Dexter Soy is my artist of the year for all his amazing work on Red Hood and the Atwalls. Hopefully we get him back on that soon or somewhere else because I miss him so much. Yeah, and as you said and why I brought it up earlier, the idea of the Doomsday Clock being delayed and pissing us off did taint my artist of the year as well. Yeah. Uh, because I was, I would normally go with Gary Frank. I really would. I did not. So I went with not my old reliable, like some of my old reliables would be Michael Yannon on Batman, stuff right. like that. Uh, the funny you thing haven't been is, digging that lately. no, that's the problem. I haven't been. So this was another one that I, I didn't struggle with because my pick is pretty solid. It, it, it but it's Jorge Jimenez. And when he's on Just League, the funny thing is that he was on and it was uh, that when whole deal. he's on Just League, Super Sons. And Super Sons, yeah. And it was that big thing at that one point where he was kind of filling in at one point. You know, he was like the guy yeah. and they're like, oh, you know, he's going to be on. I'm like, that's what I like. I, I love his I think, his yeah, art. wasn't he the fill-on for Frank Chu at first? I think yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like, yeah. It was, I don't, I forget. It was it Frank Chu. It, it, I his, think it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of was the other artist, but I like him a lot better. Me as well. Uh, so, yeah, I was down with that. But there's a lot of others like Clay. Man, if I had Lee a top Week, five stuff like list, that. Jorge would yeah. definitely be on that list. Yeah, and this, the, this was stuff. They, you know, DC has a really a lot of top flight artists. When I thought yeah, about well, it, the and, other and thing, I, a I, guy I, like Dexter Soy, that's a great example of someone that is just. You know, just making pleasing work month in, month out, yeah. and there's not a lot of not and a I, lot I, of plus or delays of no. baloney. I mean, Gary, no. Gary Frank to me is doing a very labored, good style. But oh yeah, it's just takes so much labor that it, it's it should have done as an OTN. Yeah, yeah, he's not patient. But uh, one of the other things that came up and I think would be a a sleeper pick just because I don't hear uh, him mentioned as much. And he's not a real Get Fresh Crew Beep Boop fan, uh, but it would be Brian Hitch as well, because I really do like his art a lot on Hawkman. But uh, Gary, Gary Frank won the end of year for the Get Fresh Crew. That's who they pick. So now... It's off to our book of the year. And again, we're going to start with Eric. 
my book of the year. We're talking about ongoing book ongoing. of the year. Ongoing. Ongoing. See, that's the thing is, I'm telling you, I want to break the rules because, like I said earlier about nope. the whole idea how long Doomsday Clock is taking, I would love to give Doomsday Clock my book of the year, my ongoing book of the year because it's taking forever. But since you told me I can't do that, <laughs> you yeah. bunch of jerks, yeah. I'm going to have to go with Red Hood and the Outlaws as well as an honorable mention of Shazam, even though we've had one issue. Yeah, that's the It problem. was an amazing issue that I like. I can't wait to get more of. It's five weeks delayed from when that came out, too. So, but Red Hood and the Outlaws, like Dexter Sword, being on that it's my old reliable where even when things don't happen or progress the story very much i always have a good time reading it and it never really lets me down for anything that it's doing i love the ongoing adventures of jason todd i love it more when he has you know the outlaws with him but yeah. red hood outlaw right now pete wood's doing the art it's still a good book it's an I'm old still reliable enjoying it yeah it's, that, uh, it's, like yeah. i said it never lets me down to the point where i get pissed off and have to yell on the podcast about it even if it doesn't progress as much or as, you know, even if it's forgetting some of the stuff it's set up or rehashing stuff, it's still a solid book. Even with a different artist, like I said, Pete Woods, I can look forward to it each and every month. So Red Hood and the Outlaws will have to be my book of the year. Yeah. And, uh, mine is a weird pick Outside because, Doomsday Clock. yeah, I went with the whole deal. And with <laughs> that, at first, we weren't going to do ongoing and limited as a separate right. deal. An actual Michael was the one who suggested it. And I thought, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. So we went with it. And that ruined my pick for best book of the year as well, because mine would have been either Doomsday Clock or White Knight. And so I had to come up with something, and I struggled. I struggled because, like I said, I needed to find a book that I didn't feel any sort of negativity towards. And one of the books that I wanted to give it to would have been, say, an action comics, but I haven't really dug it as much as Superman. Yeah, and that's the problem. (laughs) And uh, one of the others would be, say, a detective comics. But there is that run of James Robinson's that kind of gets thrown in there. Even Brian Hill's that everybody liked. I didn't like it as it went on. I kind of lost interest in that as well. So I couldn't give it that. So I struggle. But I'm going to end up giving a two-way pick because, Eric, you have convinced me because because the reason why I picked the one book that I did, I, I have to say that Red Hood is the same way. I really don't get angry about it on the podcast. Yeah. I end up talking about it. I generally like it. it. It may not be my favorite book every week, but it's consistently. If I Even if I would say consistently, I think in my mind it's 7-5. But that's <laughs> enough to get That's to be, and I'm going to go with that. And what time. was my first pick that I'm going to go with it is Hawkman, and that's the craziest thing I've Strange. ever said in my life because so it's weird. not a character that is my favorite, but it no. is a book that when it comes out, it usually is enough of a pleasant surprise. There are books that pop up for us doing the podcast. We talk about almost every book, so yeah, some of these books we lose track of when they come out, and Hawkman's one of them. It it really is. So when it comes out, I don't know if it's been delayed, if it's early, whatever. It's just there. And I'm never upset about it. There there are ones where me and Eric talk on a Friday where we have to – we know we're going to – hey, what are we going to talk about tonight? We have to figure out our our deal. And we'll be like, this book, this book, and this book. And usually two of those three were like, oh, man, do we have to talk about that tonight? And it is a, a chore sometimes. Hawkman, yeah. I'm not as hip on the last couple issues. 
but I think it's still overall, and I really do like the art. Like I said, I could even Brian give Hitch's art's a deal with Brian Hitch. I said Reggie didn't seem like it as much. I, I like, like it. it. Uh, it's, I like it better on Hawkman than I liked it in my him on Justice League. Oh, yeah. me as well. And, and yeah. the, the problem is, is where I'm giving the tie to Hawkman and Red Hood. Then Diddy has the very bad problem of about where we are in this series going forward. He is going to tread water for years now. He always does. I want to give you a little bit more to your thing of being the top pick ID, because even though you're not a huge fan of Hawkman and we have been dealing with a very formulaic nature to the series where it's, you know, a scavenger hunt is pretty much what we're doing right now. But on top of all of that, we are doing something that is important, at least in my mind, where we are giving a definitive origin to Carter Hall Hawkman. And that's very cool in my mind, even if I'm not the biggest fan of how we're getting it right now. And again... This is also my pick is tainted a bit from last year's awards. And if everybody remembers, I gave Creature of the Night my book of the year. And I got a lot of crap about a two (laughs) issues being my book of the year because if I went next, if these two books were off, Shazam's my book of the year. It's one issue. It's ridiculous. But Reggie, what would you pick? Oh, boy. Definitive origin of Hawkman. Is that what you think is going to happen here? That's what they're That's doing what right now. Something guessing. we've never seen before. Yeah, we saw that in Hawk Worlds. You know what I mean? They collapsed How that all. Dare into, you? Uh, one, That's one Hawk continuity, thing. Reggie. Get well. <laughs> I'd rather know. I'd rather the deal with Spice World than uh, Hawk uh, World. I, I like. I, I gotta say, I feel the same way. I don't. Uh, I'm not Hawkman's not my biggest favorite character, but I have been enjoying that series. But I went with Eric's pick the same way. Uh, best on, I guess, same yeah. thing as you, Jim. Best ongoing series was. Red Hood and the Outlaws. For consistency's sake, it's just been a book I enjoy reading. Uh, a lot of weeks, it happens. It's like up towards the top of the books that I read, and even when, yeah. even when it's not like lighting my recently without the Outlaws, it has kind of taken a dip. But I'm still engaged. I'm still interested, and basically waiting for the Outlaws to come back. So that tells me, me too. I'm yeah. into it. You know what I mean? Like this, this is a book I want to keep reading, and and that's the name of the game. Of course, everyone expects me to, to throw out Justice League Dark, but I, I think that's yeah, too Yeah, I thought that that skirts. was going to be uh, your pick. Uh, I think it's too You're serious. not going to Creature of the Night that whole thing there? Oh, how dare you. Shazam. Shazam, anybody? Creature of the Night did when Jim mentioned it, but uh, you know, it, because of that... Um, Hey, uh, that Creature of the Night the- were, were prestige format. Each one was worth three issues, so there. Right, right. So there. And then uh, right. then the third issue came out, and I was a little down on it from yeah. everyone else. Yeah, it wasn't but... a great place to leave the series and then yeah. go on a hiatus Well, we year. still have four coming out, uh, supposedly. Yeah. It's it's uh, indefinite. That's the word uh, on the streets. Yeah, the word on the streets, all right. But yeah, uh, with this, the pick of the Get Fresh crew on Patreon, it wasn't separated between ongoing and limited. Uh, yeah. So the, the winner was Batman White Knight. Uh, followed by Doomsday Clock, but the other books What's that ended pick? up well, the <laughs> other books that ended up getting the most votes were Hawkman and yeah. Injustice Two. So that no, that's, right. and then followed that's not even on my radar for like you know yeah, I don't I know. do the DC digital. I'm so behind everything. Yeah, I, I haven't read mentioned it. Tom Taylor because Tom Taylor is, an, is a really it. solid writer, and yeah. we would all love to see him on the main books. Yes, but we would. Since he's not, I felt weird about. Yeah, yeah, there. and I, I haven't read any of Injustice 2. Injustice was my jam, as Reggie oh, would yeah. say. Uh, Injustice 2, <laughs> I just, we have so many Google other though. things, yeah. So eventually I'll get to that. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next category, and that is best on, or limited series. And I'll go yes. first. The best limited series. I am, I have a tie. I don't want to have too many ties. That's, that's bull crap. So I'm going to go Batman White Knight. 
uh, because that that definitely was a book that I loved. And because Doomsday Clock would have been my tie, obviously. I think that's pretty obvious. But I have grown to like Doomsday Clock to this point now. It is one of my favorite books. But you go back six months ago, I was still kind of on the fence of liking it but not loving it. White Knight, I pretty much love most of it. It, it threw out the whole deal. It yeah, ended the, up the, the final issue had was it was a, a little, little weird down towards the end, but for the overall, you know, was it eight issues for that? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So the overall, that was a pretty yeah. very strong. And I mean, it was I, like, and it sold I wasn't so on board well. For the yeah. first issue, I wasn't really t- completely okay with the way it ended. For uh, but right there, you have a whole chunk of six issues there that I yeah. was really invested in. So that's a yeah, good. Yeah, I really liked right it, there. and uh, it ended up being so popular that it started the Black Label imprint and things like that so i really did like it and uh yeah so uh what would be yours reggie uh it's the same thing i'm sorry to say uh it's just it's far and away the best limited series and i reviewed almost all of them, all this of year, them. if you recall there was some crap and uh there were they the other ones i mean the, the gulf between batman Etrig- white Etrig- knight Etrig- and the is tremendous. That Etrigan one was a nightmare. Ragman. Ragman was so bad. I almost wanted to walk away from that in the fourth issue. I know. Uh, was it this year that we dealt with Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love as well? No, no, that was no, last that year. Was that was last, last year. October yeah. or something. Okay. That was, that, we, did, we did do a Dead Man, although yeah. Jim, and I, Jim and I had fun with the uh, Dead Man. <laughs> I, I don't think I was about it. was garbage. We had fun with it. It was garbage. It's so bad. It was so, so bad. I mean, I mean it's... Like it's it's not like White Knight and I had to fight him out. I was it was just sort of like it definitely would be we White also Knight. Raven, and fun, Raven's yeah, out you there. You also had that Nightwing series that was okay, but yeah, it just never that. really came to be. What yeah, it needed I like to that enough. Mind. But also we have Adventures of Super Sons that a lot of people like. But you know, oh, yeah. that's you know. But they, with that, these like aren't I mean, anywhere that, near. That, that I like too, but they're not. They're not. Those aren't. Uh, up on but what's top. with it? It's almost like a lot of these things when we end up and and really when these things are announced, I would end up you know messaging Reggie like, did you oh, hear? No. Did you hear that this? Book? And it almost seems like okay, you know what that book bullshit book is never going to be an ongoing so let's there's never like oh man that sounds awesome it's always what the hell are they thinking yeah, yeah. even black files <laughs> that's out yeah, now that's was a canceled series a canceled thing before that they brought out now uh, the the minis at dc are pretty much garbage they they really well, are the, the, like the you, squad most wanted, yeah that, that most yeah. one of that black files but thing you, you have the, the raven six issue mini but then you had the raven maxi yeah, daughter of darkness like why that yeah. Oh my God, they're just not good. And and we said before, it it often seems as if DC has somebody them. say like, hey, uh, or they say to somebody, hey, you do this instead of somebody coming to them and giving them an idea, almost like yeah. what uh, you know. White Knights seem to be somebody with an idea coming to them and saying, "Can I do this?" And they look at the idea, and that those are the quality ones. But yeah, nonsense. Editorial driven is just yeah, uh, yeah. What's yours, Eric? Well, because you wouldn't let me have the ongoing title for it, I'm going to go Doomsday Clock for my favorite limited series. Because even though we were informed now that it's not going to be that saving grace to the rebirth era that we were hoping it would be, that brings all the continuity open and becomes what we really expected Doomsday Clock to be. It is still a very solid so standalone story, yeah. even if it's not doing exactly like I want it to be. Like I said, I'm telling you, every two months, I look forward to this book more than anything else between Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's art. It's just – it is a series that is – you know, it should be – goddamn, I'm not going to be able to get over this. It, is, it should be the series 
that everything else is leading to and opens up everything by the end. But just a standalone 12 issue maxi thing that's going to take two fucking years to finish it. Yeah. It's an amazing piece of art, and I, I can't wait to get more every time I'm finished reading something. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you now. I'm finally on the trolley as well. Uh, pretty much when we heard that it's really not going to matter much, but yes. And it ruined my day. <laughs> yeah, it did. It really did ruin our day when we heard that, when we were told that. But uh, we're going to move on now to best single issue of the year. And I'll even say that the Get Fresh group people pick <laughs> White Knight as their overall book. So that would obviously also be their yes. best limited, uh, followed by the Doomsday Clock. The best single issue. Reggie, you go first. What is your favorite single issue of the year? Well, I headed over on to Comic Book Roundup to see how I really felt over there and and how I went on over there. And um, basically turned up an issue that I did remember loving a lot this year, and it was New Superman and the Justice League of China number 21. Crazy that was still out this year. Yeah. Which was three issues from the end. Yep. But this is the one, if you remember, when Kanjar Ro, the Aquaman of North Korea, like, finally, this was his second issue where he became part of the team. And this would really, like, you had a feeling you had a, a team that, or at least I had the feeling, a team I wanted to see have adventures. And he was and, an interesting character. And all the characters, and they and they were they were well-developed, and I had gotten, and, like, the new guy, I liked him a lot. I liked his weird powers, even though his whole backstory was not really totally Damn. clear. But I was so ready for more of it, and then three issues later, it was ended. And if you remember, the last two issues especially was, like, Someone yeah. just threw everything. And that was the problem. Uh, I ended up, up realizing <laughs> that New Superman could have been up for Book of the Year because it, it did last until the summer. Uh, yeah. But the problem was those last little, those last issues yeah, ended, yeah. you know, a little sour. Uh, so mine, and I remember, I think that that was an issue that I argued with you guys about because I don't think I liked it as much. Uh, but my <laughs> best single issue is a recent one, uh, a couple weeks ago. It's Shazam, Shazam number, number one. one. <laughs> it is Shazam number one. I mean, if people were listening to the podcast at that point, I almost gave it a perfect 10. He was so That's excited. how much I liked it. And I ended up reading it when we got the review copy. And Eric can tell you, I came skipping out of that bathroom. That's why I read them. I go in the bathroom and read it on my phone while we're at work. And I came out and I said to him, and almost gave Eric the ultimatum that if he didn't like it, I'd slice his throat. And I meant it that time. But like I normal. said, I came out and I said, Eric, this issue of Shazam is what we've been waiting for. It is the epitome of what I wanted out of it's rebirth. It's so funny, too, because you came out. We got it on a Friday afternoon, yep. usually around noon time. And you read it immediately. And you just kept asking me what I thought. And I, because you were so excited and wanted me to love it as much yeah. as you, I didn't read Never, that bitch till Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, he didn't even let me know. <laughs> And then I finally saw it. I'm like, thank God he liked it because there would have been there would have been fisticuffs. But yeah, he didn't read it. I kept asking him, but I kept telling him. And I like the things that I said immediately to him were like, first off, it really pays off if you had read the backups in the New Fifty Two Just sure. League, which I thought it did, but also yeah. got you up to speed on those within a page, which yeah. I really appreciated. And basically, the big thing that I told Eric right away was that it is a a book that features the Shazam family, and it's everything that I wanted from Rebirth. It, it's everything in one issue. You've been waiting, you know, like yeah, six I've been years waiting for so it. long, and it's like going from that Rebirth number one and all the dismal stuff that we dealt with. This actually was the like a shining light. It was. It was a <laughs> yeah. There's Eric's little tag. Uh, but yeah, I loved but it get so on that much. Cover. I loved it so much, and I, I can't wait for the next issue. Of course. 
after I loved it so much, it was announced that the number two is delayed. Ta-da. And even with the thing, the Dale Eagle Shamar, everything was almost perfect in that. And it's funny. If you go back and read those backups in Justice League, I even told Eric that I forgot. Gary Frank does the original, you know, backup art, which is pretty Amazing. cool as well. So you have some pretty cool deals. And I do suggest anybody who hasn't read this number one, go read it right away. But also go and, and try to get a hold of those backups. Those backups. Yeah, and go back backups. and read the backups as well because it really pays yeah. off. And it's funny because when the backups started, me and hated Eric Billy hated Batson. Billy. Hated we so hated him because if you oh, see – Philly now and he's a piece of shit thanks yeah, a lot yeah, thanks a, a precocious lot. little scamp he's yeah, supposed well, to be like that it's, like if you saw the trailer boys, you the know? trailer of the movie was very much what that was back then yes. with him you know hey let's buy beer and stuff we really did but seeing now that that nonsense is over with it actually makes everything in that number one issue feel earned as well and i, I love this even the backup uh with mary i love so much so That's yeah that, that is my favorite book going right now and if there was at least two issues then i would have given it my book of the year but there was only one so i couldn't <laughs> but how about you reggie or uh, actually eric i'm sorry Oh, for me, it came out the same week as Shazam number one, so it was a, it was a mighty fine week. Yeah. But Doomsday Clock number eight, I gave a nine point five, my highest score of the year, because not only did it continue what we were doing, I was loving it. That's probably no. your fourth highest ever. It yeah, really probably, probably is. Uh, it is probably that. It's not my highest. I have given, you know, I think He-Man the Attorney Award, oh, Award also, He-Man the Master of the Universe a 9.8 uh, or something the, like that. the uh, Metropolis Kid Convergence uh, won a very high a score nine, as well. Yes, five like or a nine seven or something. <laughs> But no, this, this, this issue of Doomsday Clock, it, it continued giving me what I wanted out of the Doomsday Clock and what's going on while also expanding on the world and really letting us know beyond the whole backup newspaper pages what was going on with the Superman theory and how it's affecting the world and really what we're going to be getting for the last leg, the last quarter of this things. And uh, it also featured Firestorm, which I, yeah. I always love when that happens. But no, Doomsday Clock number eight, giving it 9.5. The art's beautiful. The, the way that Jeff Johns wrote Firestorm, Superman, all of these characters were amazing. And I just – I am telling you, I need to have the next issue of Doomsday Clock right now because I'm getting so nostalgic for something that came out, what, last month yeah, now? Yeah. Like, I need some more. But no, Doomsday Clock number eight, Shazam, it could have been up there. I'm telling you, I gave that a nine out of ten for, like, you know, small little reasons. I didn't give it, like, a higher score because of the characters and not really saying their names as much as I thought they should to get everybody back on the trolley with who the Marvel family is. But it's a, it was a very like you know it was it was almost a toss up for me for yeah. how much I loved both these issues that same week it was it was monumental time at Weird Science yes but it no, was <laughs> we had a section of our podcast where I gave two nine fives holy moly and doomsday Eric with a nine five and a nine and yeah the Doomsday Clock issue to me it actually finally made it feel like the universe that we're reading in the Doomsday Clock mattered to me and it actually the characterizations of Superman and firestorm made it more of a personal story than it was before before i was reading it and i told you i told you from the very beginning i really and reggie even hinted himself i really don't care to have the watchman characters in the dcu i i really right. i really don't want that you know and that's just me I, i'm you know but this is what i've been waiting just for all when we actually saw superman and firestorm and got pretty much what i think was a better view of a superhero having mental a mental breakdown than we'll ever have in that Heroes in Crisis book with mm. what happened with Firestorm after his powers went wonky well, and he couldn't figure it out. 
not only that too, but they had been spelling out through like, you know, brief dialogue here and there that Superman was the one superhuman figure on Earth that the entire Earth loved and appreciated. Yeah. There was no boundaries, no countries. Superman was a hero for Earth. And I never really got the full idea of what that was until that issue when he's yeah. like, Don't pick a side, Clark, don't pick yeah, a side. And the best and thing then, is he didn't pick a side just because of, hey, I'm American, no. I'm gonna do that. He picked a side because his buddy was hurting and he was trying, trying to, to do save what's right. things. He was trying to do the right thing and actually save people in the process. Those those Ruskies. I'm gonna they go didn't read this again. It. Oh my! But we're gonna go uh, to the next deal, and it is best cover. And I had to think, and it's funny. It, it, this is not anything that was uh, pre-programmed with me no, and Eric, because what happened is I ended up thinking about covers, and I remembered that while we were talking to Reggie about a certain book that has a girl in a costume, her name might be be Batgirl, that we actually, for one time ever, I brought up, and Eric did too, an issue and a cover when we were talking about it because I really liked it. I rarely look. No, this is different because I said, boy, and, and what I said when we talked about it too was, it actually won me over with the new suit and the look and things like that. And also, er- Eric will even say that it, it, it reminded him of one of his favorite cover artists of the New 52 as well. But it is Batgirl number 28's variant by Joshua Middleton. And if you remember that, that oh, is the yeah, cover yeah. where she's at the computer. The computer. You know, kind of doing it. And the glow of the computer just yeah. going off of her, so making that, her more of a blue that was kind of tint. It's so good. Now, also... As a pick, I believe it's number twenty or twenty-seven, which is also a Joshua Middleton one that is just Batgirl's face on the deal. That almost was it, but this was one that I remember while we were reading. I'm like, we actually Cut on the rest. podcast we talked about it uh, for a little bit, and that to me means something because I have to admit I rarely look at the covers. That's more of a Reggie thing. Uh, so we're going to go to Reggie next. What is your pick, Reggie? Well, you know, that is a Reggie thing. I do sit with the DC covers every week and yep. pick the f- five of what I think are the best ones and, and write a little bit about them. So this was a little different for me. I went back into my uh, sack of yeah. uh, best of the weeks that I've done. And I got to say, you guys should look it up and take a look. Definitely everyone listening. Uh, the regular Deathstroke 28, that was by okay. Ryan Sook. That was one where Deathstroke fought the new Superman or, or met the new Superman. And there was okay. this crazy cover that was sort of like it looked uh, almost like playing cards, like, you know, the way that the king can sort of be. Yeah, I'm looking at it right doubles, now. But, but they're all, it's almost like the, it's, it's the two of them, I think, fighting and represented right. in a way that they're both such expert high speed fighters that it's all, all you see is arms and fists and legs and stuff like this. It just That's it struck cool me as something you would see it on the stand. I mean, the thing is, when I pick my covers, my criteria is: would this maybe make someone take it off the stand? And, and to and me, while it. those, while those, like that one backer cover you mentioned, uh, yeah. Jim, was really striking. But the one that's just her face. It's an awesome picture. It's like a great picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it might not make anyone give a crap t- to grab it and be like, what's in there? They'll just be like, wow, what a great artist. Uh, my runner up to this, and really we could, we could talk about all the variants he's done on Superman and Action Comics, but, uh, yeah. especially Superman 4 by Adam Hughes. Yep. These joints belong in a coffee table book. Uh, this is the one where it's Superman leaping high over the top of the Daily Planet, and it, there's like, I don't know, 40 feet of space between him and the planet on top of the building. Uh, it looks unbelievably awesome. And uh, all of the covers Adam Hughes has been doing as variants for that series uh, probably will get into a book down the line. They, they oh, yeah, that is an awesome cover. Yeah. Really, I mean, 
to me, it just says so much about Superman in one image. You know what I mean? It's it's really. But if you just look up Adam Hughes variant Superman, I'm sure you'll find a bunch that are classic Superman images. Yeah, I, I actually there was a couple of the uh, uh, Aquaman that I liked as well. But the, yeah, the oh, yeah. problem with that is, like you were saying about the Batgirl with just the face, there were a lot of Mara covers that I really liked, but they were kind of just Mara. There there were a bunch, though, that I did like. But, Eric, what is yours? I already kind of well, ruined it. Well, you already said Background number 28 variant cover, cover by Joshua Middleton. And the reason this became something so striking to me, because like you said before, it's, it's a new creative team. It's a new status quo for the hero, a new costume kind of thing. Just, I, this really got me excited for the idea of a smart Barbara Gordon going forward because we haven't had that in so long. But this reminded me so much of something that really got me on board in the new 52 during the, you know, Batgirl wanted era of that, you know, series, which was Alex Garner's covers where, you know, the, the one that yeah. was most striking to me that I had on my lock on my phone for so long was the one where it's Batgirl sitting there in the foreground when you could see, you know, Commissioner Gordon in the background pointing a gun right at her. This was an amazing cover. And for some reason, when I saw this Joshua Middleton cover when it came out, number 28, um, it just reminded me so much of it. It struck me, you know, we started talking to it and we never talk about covers like you no, said. So no. right there, it's like, I, I think maybe that's one of the things that really got me looking forward to Batgirl going forward with, you know, what we have, because it is just reminded me so much of what I loved previously. And hopefully we can get away from the whole Burnside nonsense. And this is the thing to say, don't worry, Eric, come on over. We're going to take you come right on, back into our come arms on, and help you. Come on, let it's me know. It's the city you remember. But yeah, I, I, even, and, I love and that cover so much. There's a ton of art germ variants that, that I really liked as well. I, I, but, I, yeah. Before we move on, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Jenny Frisson, who's been doing yeah, the Wonder yeah. Woman variants for, I think, like three years or longer now. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be honest, those aren't the, a lot of those covers aren't the kind of ones you're going to see and maybe grab the comic. But just in terms of images of Wonder Woman, I yeah. really hope that gets collected because there's some spectacular uh, pieces yeah. right there. And Wonder we've Woman. even talked about even Amanda Connors you know, stuff, too, that we really like. And whatever, wearing a veil and whatever else. So, yeah, it looks well, we're off to the next uh, category, the penultimate category, I heard Eric said. Oh, uh, oh. It is the new story no, no, of didn't. the year, and I'm going to go first, and I have as Bendis taking over both the Superman oh, titles. Course. That ben is my new story. And I'm right yeah, there Bendis with you. is coming. Yeah, and and Bendis coming, and not even just coming, but also Bendis is coming. Yeah, and taking over those books, and really leaving you know Tomasi Gleason and Dan Jurgens fans kind of left holding their junk there because like he ended sure. up just taking that, and then you know continuing on with eight hundred books that he's doing a month now. But yeah, and that the, was my and the whole Wonder Comics imprint as that's well. That's what I'm now saying. He is yeah. uh, the guy. Definitely. I mean, we talk about Jeff Johns and all his books being delayed. Brian Michael Bendis is on 700 books, and they all come out. <laughs> it doesn't I'll seem play, like many I'll get delayed. That, yeah. that guy really likes to write comics, uh, so I, I give him credit for that. But uh, this was one of those things that when this happened, John Wayne was on a bridge. We all had to talk him down. Oh no, John. And, and even that, it was just the arguments of. Brandon saying this is bullshit. You saw some people getting exciting, uh, you know, getting excited about it. But the idea that he took over both Superman titles, I think, was the big thing of it. Reggie, what is your new story of the year? Well, of course, the new story of the year has to be Bendis is coming and Bendis is arriving. That was the biggest thing. I mean, really, it's the shift. Eventually, Bendis is going to do something. Bendis is doing more. Bendis has an imprint. Bendis is doing Young Justice, all that stuff. And then, of course, now, obviously, they're pilfering all of Marvel's talent that they've 
shunted off yeah, for a yeah. new crop of writers. We're getting their, their, all of their cast off. So hopefully we'll be seeing all new DC, all new DC now, yes. all now DC. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping know. that's coming up. I do have no, a runner up, but I'm going to wait for the next category before. Okay. We... Well, Eric, is your new story is Bendis as well, right? It's you Bendis as well. Yeah. Just the whole idea that, like, you know, it, it hasn't panned out for me yet, the idea of Bendis is coming for taking over the two Superman books, because I was excited because it's just one of those things where it's a big coup by DC to get it one was. of the biggest names over at Marvel Comics to come over there. That's an exciting time. I can't see that giving him both the Superman books yeah. was the best move possible. And what's possible. weird about this is, is the people listening – we weren't exactly overly enthused about Bendis coming over. And so this can go either way. If you were a Bendis fan at Marvel, you may have come over with him to read these. But a lot of the people that we talk about that are, were, you know, DC fans. A lot of people already fled ready to get screwed. They were very mad. A lot of the people took this as the outsider coming and forcing his way into things that they didn't want him to force into. Even if they had any sort of background with Bendis or not, it was to me, from yeah. our neck of the woods, kind of looked at as who's this, you know, jerk off coming in and messing up the apple cart here. So yeah, oh, no, my apple cart. It's a weird story <laughs> that could be both positive or negative, depending on where you kind of lied with that. Uh, but yeah, and that is obviously the biggest story we thought of the year. Now we have the what the fuck moment of the year. I will go first, and I think it is the leading up to. And then the failed marriage of Batman and Catwoman. And and the reason why I think this is there, because there is a couple others that I could have put. It wasn't just that Batman 50. It was the lead up. It was the preludes. All that money being spent by people. The idea that Tom King's going on night night talk shows to talk about this whole And on late night, Seth, uh, what's his name? Seth Meyers says, hey, uh, so there is going to be a wedding, right? And he said, yes. And so he was a liar. And they knew all along that this was going to happen. And they did not want to let the cat out of the bag. Now, again, another what the moment would be the leaking of the issue before which i think and i don't care what anybody says i think that was a controlled leak so that they can see where people were lying on it and didn't freak out at comic shops and i think that the main thing was they wanted to kind of go and and this failed marriage issue of batman 50 to me also had made tom king come out and start saying, oh, this is just half of that. Well, if it was half of the story, why didn't you say that before? Why wasn't mm. he saying that a week ahead of time? Like, hey, everybody, you know, we're almost halfway done. You know, this long-running story. He was scrambling. And I think that this one issue, Batman number 50, and this failed deal, and everybody, there's still people who pretty much left DC Comics, but also left Tom King Comics. I think he was running scared because right after that, the week after that, it was announced that the ending of Mr. Miracle was now delayed. I said to Eric, the minute, and he he can tell you this is true, the minute that this issue came out, I said, I guarantee you that we're going to find out that Mr. Miracle is going to be delayed and they're going to redo it because they can't take that many hits. And that's what happened. And again, I, I don't know any inside information, but they did delay it. And I really think that this one what the fuck moment really had everybody running scared and uh, people left the DC comics and want to blame everything and thought that they were lied to and whatever. But Reggie, what is your moment? Uh, I think the what the fuck moment for DC comics this year, there could be nothing, no other moment or series of moments, uh, but the launch, the rolling out, the 
uh, publicity for the DC Universe app, which <laughs> it's has funny. been an it's funny because <laughs> it's so funny failure. that you you picked that because I I didn't you told me that you were going to surprise me with yeah. this what the bug moment and now I remember when we were talking in the Slack and you were just ripping it apart but oh, I agree this this is the one of the most disappointing stupid things that's ever been spit out by DC Comics or any company in recent memory from the moment in April when they told everyone to give us their email addresses and we'd be hit up with new information, which they then promptly lost right away, and we all had to sign up again to get the first update in June, the next update in late July, and then in August, we kept getting a series of updates telling us that we're we're getting closer to the launch, closer to the launch. Then the launch happened only on Android for the first day. Yeah, and it was a weird deal. only on three or four platforms. You can't even fucking pick it up on your PlayStation or Xbox. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, Eric, that's, don't have that. That's <laughs> just nothing. Yeah, well, yeah. Content, yeah. Anyone that thought this was going to be a Marvel Universe style, you know, all you can eat app, they were obviously just holding out hope because DC was clearly, you know, keeping that in the bag. And, and yeah. Jim and I, we, and we all talked about it. It was obvious. Early on, they weren't going to do that. But as far as what they are offering, they might as well just kick you in the fucking well, dick. It's a bunch of things. Here, here's the thing. Free anyway. uh, yeah, here's the thing is I, me and you talked about this. I don't know if anybody knows, but I'm a huge fan of the Marvel Unlimited app. I was actually reading a bunch of things today. You? And, uh, yeah, and we've been talking a lot over the years about why isn't DC doing this. And we've heard different ideas that they were they're afraid the trades won't People sell all that stuff so they ended up having the dc app come out and i got on in that seven day trial i canceled that trial within three days i ended up i did not want to give them a cent because i looked at, i mean I, I went for the year they had some deal where it ended up being five bucks a year for like 15 yeah. months or five bucks a month uh, so I'm, I'm still on it, and I'm going to yeah. keep checking it out, and I'll, I'll keep it. updating people. And, and yeah. But now, four months in or five months into it, uh, I think it's four months, I guess. It started in September, right? So it was three yeah, months, whatever. Yeah. But uh, it sucks. It, it really sucks. I mean, well, the, the books, they keep swapping out books and adding new ones in. There are almost no complete runs at all. It's no. all like, you know, you can read The Court of Owls, Correct. or you can read, like, a handful of And usually, from what I've been told lately, it's just everything kind of gets geared towards whatever sure. the, uh, you know, the media, the TV and the yeah, movies have, and stuff like that. And that's the thing. If, if you're into the movies or the TV, you're probably going to like that app a lot more than we were. Uh, Aquaman we, movie's pretty We fresh. were well, in... Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on. You haven't let me eviscerate no. this app. Because, because I have something I left. Uh, this yeah. App. Why I really got this app, I never believed we were going to get unlimited DC Comics. If we were going to get that, they would have said that the fucking yeah. at the top of the list. The fact that they weren't saying that told me that was not going to happen. My hope was I would get access to all the cartoons, maybe the 66 show, yeah. uh, you know, the, the movies, at least to a point. I wasn't like dreaming that I was going to get, uh, the most recent movies, but I couldn't see why they wouldn't let me have uh, you know, unlimited access to Superman one through four and whatever else, right. uh, the, the, you know, Christopher Reeve ones. Uh, you don't get those. You get Supergirl. You can oh. watch, you can watch <laughs> Slater. Slater. <laughs> the, uh, you can, My yeah, second you know, favorite Slater. You were able to watch Superman one for like mama. Two Is the first one AC? <laughs> yeah. All right. Stopping that up. The, the Brave and the Bold cartoon that or I love. Yeah. Yeah. They, I there do love four that. seasons. You get two Batman animated series. You get just like a smattering really? of episodes. And they keep changing it. And it's like, well, fucking fuck you. Like, yeah. Why why are we paying for the service to get yeah. 
Why to are you? A teaser to get basically he, what is he went in for the year like a sucker. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, here's what happens is, too, because we have some retro reviews on the site and things like yeah. that. And, and Joey is one where he will he does some of the retro reviews on the site. So we always like when he's done a little thing and he wants to move the next, he always asks me like, hey, have you ever read Superman Blackout was uh, something that he's going to start going? And I'm like, no, you know what? I haven't. And that's where I needed that, that app. app. That's where I needed that app. And the worst part of it is I have talked to people in the Slack. I've talked to people on Twitter where they're like, oh, man, I wish that this was on the app. I wish that this was on the app. And it's on the Hoopla app, the free app that you get with a library card. How can that be? That has a better selection of DC stuff and mainly in trade you get a, as anything that that DC app has. So that's why I was like, screw this. I'll just I, I use my library card. I want you to think about this, too. Like, you know, 10 years ago, before digital comics existed, DC wasn't making money on back issues. So what the fuck? No, and and also, I do a sales podcast. And when I do, I don't talk about trades, but I do look at those sales. Marvel's killing them in the trades, but yet that's the reason. They have a pretty very much unlimited app. I mean, yes, there's some gaps on the Marvel app as well. You have to really look for them. I'm I'm telling you, you know, if you can't find something to read on that Marvel app, then you might as well just give up reading comics. There is so much. And it's done well. But yet still, I can go on the top ten of trades and they have three or four at least every month. It is not you know it's not killing their totally, sales plus it totally entices people to buy more trades and, I, yeah. I believe that yeah. the effect and you know here's I mean? the like, other deal is i don't buy a lot of trades dc would be getting money from me each month that they would never get if they had that app and it's just it's silly and that's the thing when i said even while we we're talking here if you're not in it for comics, then you might have a little different experience. You said, even Reggie, that you're pissed because you want it more than just comics. I was just in for the comics, and when I got on that at launch, I ended up, okay, here we go. And then the thing popped up, more will be available to purchase coming up in October. I'm like, yeah, fuck off. I'm not going to be around for that. Purchase? Yeah, like, yeah that's right. And nobody knew what was going it, it, on. And and still, I, I ask people, so what's going on with this whole idea with the comics? Ah, uh, they kind of shuffled some in and out, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm not in. I am not in. They need to, the comics part of that, they need to just shut that thing down, that part of it, and open up another full different comics app, an unlimited app, which would be great. It would give you so many people that would become bigger and better and newer fans if yeah. you had that, and they, they just don't. But Eric, what is your what-the-fuck moment? I think I know what it is. Oh, my what-the-fuck moment is something that could not pass for this whole best-of-award show. Maybe even this is the worst-of-award show yeah. for what-the-fuck moment here. But Wally West dying. And not only Wally uh, West dying in Heroes in Crisis, but the idea that to get him to die, we kind of had to ruin the character. This was my favorite Flash. And we finally got him back for the re- DC Universe Rebirth special number one. Yep. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my God. Everything that Rebirth is saying, the hope, the love, it's coming back. And Wally is a spokesman. So when we had Wally West dying, and to a lesser degree, Roy Harper, which I am still upset about, but yeah. Wally West is the spokesperson. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wally West is the spokesperson for the hope, the legacy, yeah. the love that was promised to us. And with his death right there, it was saying, okay, everything you guys wanted, everybody who came back for Rebirth, 
fuck you were doing what yeah, you want and, because we're DC Comics. And I agree because when the Rebirth special number one came out, yeah, some people are, oh man, Eric's really dramatic. But when that Rebirth special number one came out, DC themselves and Jeff Johns pretty much came out and said, listen, Wally coming back is our promise that we're going to get back to this legacy. We're going to back to hope and love and things like that. So you can only think that him dying is basically, oh, Jeff Johns, he's on the West Coast. You know, he's, he's doing, doing stuff. movie stuff. Hollywood I mean, kid. Yeah, screw this. Like, like he went on a vacation probably and they ended up killing Wally West. He came back and flipped out. What but, yeah. And, and it just to me, <laughs> Wally West dying is number one also showed me that. Jeff Johns is no longer a driving force at no. DC, and when we heard Even about the, the Doomsday Clock and stuff exactly. like that, it seems like they have passed him by. That he is still doing books, we obviously. Got new kids now, Jeff, and we don't even need you. even with that, his Shazam book to me no, no, is family. almost like, "Hey, I'm going to do Shazam to show you what you could have had," because now you know this nonsense that they're doing and. With that, we were going all, you know, we, we've been miserable on the podcast. And, and the misery <laughs> is coming from the books being based on darkness and misery. But we always had the shining light. And really, when we did the Rebirth, a lot of people listening now jumped in on Rebirth because it seemed like the fun thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's going to be so... It it's so much misery. It's so much misery. It's back. And, and that's the, the funny thing about this now is I think this is darker than the New 52 ever was. Of course it is. Yeah. And people are just still like, oh, at least we're not in the New 52. I don't know about that because, yeah, you had a they, lot they, of crazy They took books, a character but... that I loved, Wally West, like I said, was the spokesperson for the Hope and Legacy. They showed him an image of his kids and what he had lost. And they said, you know what, Wally? You're crazy. You're getting committed. Yeah. And then they murdered him him and then possibly from the stuff we're seeing being leaked yeah. it could be possibly even he, he worse than I the, think. yeah he, it might be worse and with that even in my review of the rebirth it's number Wally. one special which i gave a 10 <laughs> out of 10 i said that while i actually really loved a lot of things from the new 52 you know we're in that yeah. minority that actually really enjoyed it um but that rebirth special to me was a apology to those who left and a promise yeah. Of coming back and what we'll get forward. Those people were duped now. Now, I don't think that that was the case when that was written. But right now, it pretty much and seems like they're – and again, a lot of people don't want to give Tom King the grief of this. I I think that he is just as – you know, he's the one writing it. So he's at fault if you don't like this as long – Dan DiDio has obviously got his hands in the cookie jar as well. But it's everything about yeah, this cookie, whole Daddy. deal. It's Bob Harris. And, and Tom King, oh, God, though, Bobby, even Tom King, though, is pretty much DC's big guy. You know, he's their big guy yeah. going. And he just is a, a guy who really only deals with tragedy and misery. He, he wants to have everybody die. Any character that he introduced has a family member end up dying uh, very quickly. And it just, it's not what I want out of comics. I don't need this misery. And that's what we get. So, yeah, I, I agree with you as well. That is a what the fuck moment as but well. My honorable mentions for the what the fuck moment of the year that I had to put just because we, I knew everybody wasn't going to talk about it. But Batman leaving KG Beast for dead in one of the later Batman issues. And also Nightwing getting his fucking head shot in with a goddamn KG Beast bullet. All of these things, Tom King related. All of these terrible, yeah. terrible instances with the heroes that we love. And hey, like, there were spies watching. 
Spies were mouth. watching KG Beast, even though there they couldn't possibly sense. be. Oh yes, but that's it. That's our awards. So, yeah, he covered the a, what the fuck moments well, for me though, so maybe that's a good thing for him because he is showing us all these yeah. what the fuck moments that I don't want. That's true. That is true. And and we're Look leaving. We're not going to leave on a, a lagoon boy. Lagoon boy. <laughs> we're not going to leave on a total downer note because. I'm going to tell you what's going to be on the podcast next week. Here we go. We got to get back to reviewing Woo! books, boys. I, I didn't mind not having books. I'll tell you. Yeah. It, it was nice. Uh, but we're going to have Action Comics 1006, Batgirl number 30, Batman Beyond number 27, Books of Magic number 3 there, Reginald, Detective Ooh. Comics 995, uh, getting towards that 1,000, Heroes oh, yeah. in Crisis number 4, we have Injustice versus Masters of the Universe number six. That ends that uh, deal. Me and Brandon will be talking about that. Justly got to see number four. Old Lady Harley number three, which I'm looking forward to. Raven, Daughter of Darkness number 11. I'm not looking Aww. forward to the penultimate issue of that. The Flash number 61. The Silencer number 12. That will probably be the last issue we talk about if we keep to Poor our guns. Honor. The Terrifics number 11. Titans number 32. And Wonder Woman number 61. So a full docket of books and two of those will be on the patreon only spotlight picked by the badasses of the get fresh group so if you want to be part of that and listen to that go over to patreon patreon.com slash weird science but that's it that's the end well, of hold on. The podcast. i want to say one more thing here i know this is marvel people but we have to oh. uh, like or mostly marvel people yes are, are associated with marvel but there were three deaths this year uh steve ditko flo steinberg and stanley and stanley and I think yes. they should all be mentioned because uh, dead people come back as ghosts and haunt you. Well, yeah. what we should do, I, I wanted to have like the the thing with the Don't music candy playing. Don't shit. Don't say the name three times. <laughs> uh, so let me yes. say it two more times to peace. We'll see what yes, happens. Yes, but there we go. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll be back to it next week. Oh, yeah.